And we are here. It is Christmas Eve, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody uh, tuning in, whether you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube. We're going to be making this into a podcast as well on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts from. My name is Sean. I'm coming to you from London, Ontario. Now, this is normally a Scumbags of Wrestling podcast segment that we've been doing at the end of our show with uh, Jonesy. Tonight, we're calling this our premiere, the pilot episode, whatever you want to uh, deem it as, of the first episode separate from the Scumbags Wrestling podcast, and it is This Week in History, presented by the Scumbags of Wrestling. Now, we're going to do the same thing we normally would do during the regular podcast and run down a whole week of uh, topics and see what happened in the history, whether it's birthdays, controversial events, pay-per-views, celebrities that made news, whatever it is that happened in wrestling that's going to be happening during this week episode. And we're going to travel down history and look back at what made wrestling good, what were some of the stinkers. But we're going to do it as a separate show as opposed to as a tag on to the podcast. But we can't do it without our historian all the way from Niagara Falls. Jonesy, how are you tonight? Historian, you make me sound important. I, I Google most of this stuff. Uh, I remember a lot of this stuff, but I I can't remember quite dates and stuff like that. But uh, Yeah, but um, you're willing to go down that rabbit hole and look at everything that's happened in the world of wrestling and uh, bring it fresher eyes to it or refresh people's memories and that's the awesome part about doing this whole thing and it's going to be a whole show separate dedicated to the history of wrestling so you know people can tune in just for that if they don't care about the current stuff they're going to be able to get history right here on this show that's right it's an educational show Exactly. And as uh, along the way, as uh, things evolve, and we did talk about it uh, before and uh, other episodes of Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, that uh, we'll take and stop along the way and maybe highlight somebody's career uh, that you uh, point out as somebody's birthday. We might look at uh, a pay-per-view, whether it's, say, in December, where like we are right now, and we look at a Starcade or uh, in January, look back at a Royal Rumble. You know, you never know. Well, and well, well this at, week, this week, remember, we do have a dickhead Goldberg who who just really, really screwed Canada, man. Killed the Canadian icon without natural uh, death. What a prick. Yeah, we'll get to that, uh, I believe, on day number two of this uh, trip, which uh, is going to be on December 19th. But... Since you mentioned it, I'm just going to uh, get over to our pitchers and start our trip down memory lane with December 18th, if you were ready. All right, I am ready. So December 18th, 45 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, Giant Baba wins all the All Japan Pro Wrestling Open Championship 20-man tournament. 25 years ago today, Deborah Maselli, a.k.a. Medusa, returns to WCW television on WCW Monday Nitro. Fresh off uh, from being fired by the WWF in an effort to cut her losses, 
Horalundra. Last seen in WCW in 93, Medusa brought a gift, uh, the WWF Women's Championship belt, which she dumped in the trash live on Nitro. Of course, everyone uh, remembers this uh, like it was yesterday. Yeah, and that's the uh, interesting part. I listened to um, something to wrestle with with uh, Bruce Pritchard, and uh, yeah, they were bringing in all these women. They had Aja Kong. They had a bunch of different uh all Japan uh, pro wrestling women coming, even uh, Bertha Faye. And it looked like uh, it was either going to be Bertha Faye or Aja Khan taking on uh, uh, Alundra Blaze at the Royal Rumble. And it was even in magazines. And next thing you know, as a cost cutting, the whole division was gone and they forgot to get the merchandise back. And Bischoff took advantage of it. See, I honestly, I don't understand why they needed it needed a division uh you could have just kept it going like you did with moolah and sherry where you only had a handful and they'd only be called up like okay we've seen enough of uh uh bonacano let's go call up this chick that's to me that's how women's wrestling really worked back then and then they tried to expand it too soon now it, it's doing better because i think the wrestling has gotten better uh, some of the women have understanded that they're not just you know like the midgets that you can actually shine now so um yeah that's what happened uh yeah that hard was to, hard to believe it's 25 years ago but yeah, and that was going so well with the fact that you had a Lunder Blaze there, and then it was, here's Bull Nicano. She got the title of her, got it back, and then went after Bertha Faye, and it would just be a cycle like that. But, yeah, for whatever reason, it just totally got scrapped. And as you pointed out uh, years later, we get women who are training much like the men instead of being eye candy, and they are on the line of what uh, Medusa uh, was. And they're actually uh, doing more competitive matches. Not necessarily uh, in a good way of constantly copying the guys and doing uh, War Games matches and uh, TLCs, but it is the evolution, and at least they're allowing them to do matches that you would only see the guys do. You, know what, type of you know what type of match I, I really do want to see? I want to see a ladder cage match. That's what I want to see. Or, like, take your damn hell in the cell, put a ladder there, and then have a little door so they can actually go up, and then there's a ladder on top of that cage. Now, you well, might be going, oh, no, that sounds a lot like WCW. But I was going to say, I believe WCW or NWA did that uh, years ago. If you look at the uh, War Games uh, DVD that WD put out, there's, like, a triple cage uh, one from the NWA uh, before WCW uh, brought it back, sort of. And it might have been the Midnight Express or somebody, but they're climbing a ladder on the outside of the cage. And so that might be uh, a nice thing to resurrect. It, it's always good to learn from the past and bring it forward. So That's right. Just shine it up, make it look new, and there you go. Exactly. All right. Back, back to the history. 25 years ago today at a Raw, uh, Diesel defeated Mabel in just eight seconds. Uh, match airing January 1st would be Mabel's final Raw appearance. Uh, but don't worry, he'd be back fatter, meaner, and with a new name. 
Uh, he would actually look a lot better when he did go to Viscera. I loved his freaking freaky ass eyes, but uh, his wrestling didn't really improve and seeing a guy in that much fake leather. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then Big Daddy V in his uh, pajamas. Yes, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's the only guy that JR knew that would uh, go to the hotel and load up on uh, Viagra just to watch porn after an event. Ugh. Ugh. Wow. Get wow. that visual out of your head. I, w I wonder if you can actually see his erection, like, with all that fat. I'm just, like, anyways... So 16 years ago today, WWE taped tribute to the troops from Camp uh, Spe Speckler, Speechler, uh, in Tariq, uh, Iraq. Uh, Booker T defeated Rene Dupree. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Heidenreich via countout, and they probably had to do the match three times to get it right. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio defeated Kurt Angle and Luther Reigns. 15 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon from the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated William Regal and Paul Birchhill in a one-on-two handicap match. We saw Kid Cash defeat Hooventude to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Kane in the Big Show defeated Rey Mysterio and Batista. And the main event saw The Undertaker defeat Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell match. Fourteen years ago today, Oleg Brutus uh, makes his double-double-U-E uh, debut as Vladimir Kozlov. Double-double-E. That's better, yeah. Um, Good. Honestly, I, I remember he said that, but I can't remember... I thought he said WW, but I guess just double double. <laughs> double double E. So 10 years ago today, Ring of Honor presented Final Battle. Uh, Colt Cabana defeated TJ Perkins. Eddie Edwards defeated Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Homicide defeated Christopher Daniels. Roderick Strong defeated Davey Richards to win the ROH World Championship. And El Generico defeated Kevin Steen in a fight without honor. Uh, with the win, Steen was banished from Ring of Honor. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Not banished. Wonder where he went. Uh, it's a happy 43rd birthday for William Welch, best known to wrestling fans as the Messiah. Uh, he made his professional debut in 1996. It wasn't until Welsh began wrestling as self-proclaimed holy man, the Messiah, for Southern California Extreme Pro Wrestling that his career took off. He would then wrestle for CZW from 02 till 06, holding the main belt for a total of two years, winning the belt three different times. In August 2002, Welsh was attacked by two men in his home and had his thumb cut off. Uh, the Ooh. assault received a mainstream coverage, and it was profiled on the crime series America's Most Wanted, which later became the tag team. Kind of cool, eh? Uh, just over a month later, the attack was alleged to have been in response to Welch having an affair with Rob Blacks, his former boss at XPW, wife Lizzie Borden. Uh, the alleged assailants were never caught. Uh, Welsh himself would be back in the ring at the end of August. Uh, however, he could no longer pay salute to his favorite wrestler, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
Uh, following his exit from CCW, he'd largely been away from the wrestling business, uh, wrestling sporadically, most recently for Jersey All Pro Wrestling in 2011. And on February 9th, uh, 2019, at ZZW's 20th uh, anniversary, Welsh was inducted into the ZZW Hall of Fame, which is probably just the closet in the guy's house. It's a happy 50th birthday for Robert Alex uh, uh best known to wrestling fans as Rob Van Dam. Best known for his time in the original ECW, where he held their TV title for an astounding 70 days. Uh, he's amassed 21 championships in his career, including being the only man to hold world championships in WWE, ECW, the rebooted ECW, and TNA. He's also a five-time tag team champion, six-time IC champion, and the last WWE hardcore and European champion and a former TNA X champion. In 2001, Van Damme was ranked the top pro wrestler in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated and won the publication's most popular wrestler in 2001 and 2002. Steve Austin turned 56. And Canada's own Trish Stratus, she turned 45. Arr. Neat tidbit. Um, oh, uh, I put <laughs> I put that in between of something about um, uh, Rob Van Dam. I'm just going to fix this so I don't have to go back later. All right. Neat tidbit on Rob Van Dam, which I actually found quite fascinating. Uh, he is also an innovator in weightlifting. Uh, he invented the Van Dam lift, where one lifts a dumbbell from the floor to the waist while performing a split between two benches. The actual record seems unclear on who exactly holds it. Um, Guinness shows it at 142.48. Uh, pounds in 2018, uh, a guy holding it for 30 seconds, but he did it a little differently where he had uh, weights also around his neck. Um, you can see the stuff on uh, YouTube. You can also see RVD doing it on YouTube uh, where he did a record 166.5 pounds, but only holds it for literally seconds. But it's still impressive. Um, I, I, I like to know where. Uh, 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme is. Why hasn't he tried this? You never know. I bet you he could. I, he might not be able to beat the record, but I'm sure he could do some cool shit. Um, especially if they do a Blood Sports 3. My God, they could add that in when he's doing it. Then he lifts that up. Yeah. <laughs> so we're moving on to December 19th. 43 years ago today in New York City, Mil Mascaras uh, defeated WWWF heavyweight champion superstar Billy Graham uh, via referee stoppage due to excessive blood loss. 22 years ago today in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Sabu uh, defeated Taz to win the FTW championship. Uh, Taz initially lost the match when pulled an unconscious Sabu over him, feeling he no longer needed the FTW title and that he could beat Shane Douglas in a match for the ECW world title, which he would do about a month later. 21 years ago today, WCW presented Starcade 99, and ratings dropped two-thirds from the previous Starcade. This is when the wheels... This is when the wheels started to fall off, man. 
Uh, the show is most remembered for Goldberg kick that gave Bret Hart a concussion uh, that would lead to the end of his career a few months later. Fuck you, Goldberg. Uh, Medusa defeated Evan Courageous to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Bam Piero defeated Oklahoma. Diamond Dallas Page defeated David Flair in a crowbar on a pole match. Chris Benoit defeated Jeff Jarrett in a ladder match to win the WCW United States Champion. And, of course, Brad Hart defeated Goldberg, but who gives a shit because... <sighs> Damn you, Goldberg. Damn you. Yeah, I was listening to 83 Weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson, and uh, right off the bat, Eric... Uh, I wanted to apologize to everybody who either worked at WCW, worked this event, bought the event, or <laughs> bought theirs to go back and watch this event because of how horrible uh, a lot of the matchups were. And, you know, you had Duggan in a uh, jumpsuit uh, going against Dean Malenko. And stuff yeah, like what that. was that? Well, yeah, he was apologizing to Dean Malenko and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Bishop wasn't even working for the company at that time because he had been sent home. And this was all, uh, as he says, uh, Vince Russo's fault uh, because Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira thought that they were God's gift, and especially Russo, uh, and what uh, turned the WWE around. But I'm pretty sure uh, as much as Russo was and is talented in his uh, creative, one out of every 10 uh, ideas of his probably did make it to the uh, TV. And the problem in WCW, he sold them that he was uh, the one who turned it around and made all the decisions or came up with all these ideas and didn't have a filter on them like he did with Vince McMahon. So that's why WCW had so much horrible content on TV, not to mention, unfortunately, the backstage stuff and the office issues when uh, Time Warner and AOL and all them were uh, merging. Yep, that, that that happens sometimes. I I actually know of a couple people that they're very smart people, but if they don't have the right person as their partner or the boss of them, then they're going to not be as good as a worker. Um, some people need a person to go, no, that's not a good idea to do. Like, that's why a lot of us marry, have partners. So we have someone that will go, no, don't do that. Okay, okay, you're right. Well, he didn't have that, so. No. Oh, well, I guess it's good news for WWE. See, he sent Brad a hard over to uh, uh, wrestle things up, but that didn't work. Uh, uh, and then, so I know you don't believe that. And you know what? I don't, I, I believe that, that I, you know, I'm 50, 50 on that whole thing. It could be a conspiracy, but in the same, if it was or wasn't, it doesn't matter. It's a great, it's a great storyline. So we're going to get uh, back. I don't, to I don't think he was sent over there to destroy WCW. I believe uh, the one part that they say that Vince could not afford him. But the screw job was giving uh, him a story to plop into WCW with, and they proved WCW right with the fact that they didn't know how to use a Bret Hart, even with a storyline built in. That 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 is true. Um, you, you know that, that again, whether it's uh, it 
it's one way or the other. It's it was a it was a great storyline, and you know what? Uh, maybe McMahon sent let Russo go just so he could go over there and be like, oh, well, have fun with, have fun with him. You know, they gave him. He, he's you know he's he's a good employee. Only if you watch him. So, uh, 20 years ago today, at a SmackDown taping, Edge and Christian defeated The Rock and The Undertaker to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 11 years ago today, Ring of Honor presented Final Battle. Battle. Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Hero in a fight without honor. The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, defeated Kevin Steen and El Genetico. Uh, Post-match, Steen turned on Generico, uh, setting off a rivalry that would last until Generico's exit from ROH three years later. And the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe, defeated the American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, to win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. Ten years ago today, WWE presented TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, 2010. Beth Phoenix and Natalia defeated Team Lee Cool, uh, Michelle McCool and Layla in a Divas Tag uh, Team ta Tables match. And you know, this is when I really did not like women's wrestling. Uh, uh, they looked good. Their outfits were great. But it, it was they were acting too much like, like the women wrestlers of old, screeching and doing a lot of this crap. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that stuff. Um, if I want that, I'll, I'll watch some good old, uh, um, not porn. No, no, I'll watch Glow. Uh, Edge uh, defeated Kane, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Alberto Del Rio in a TLC match to win the world uh, title. And today would have been the 59th birthday of Reginald Howard White, or simply Reggie White, to football and wrestling fans. Born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, White received All-American honors during his senior year of high school, recording 140 tackles, 88 of those solo, and 10 sacks. White joined the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles. During his eight seasons there, he became the club's all-time sack leader for a single season. He was voted by ESPN Sports Nation as the greatest player in Philadelphia Eagles history. In 1993, White shocked sports fans when he joined the Green Bay Packers as a free agent. During his six seasons there, he would win the NFL Defensive Player of the Year Award in 1998 and would have the game-clinching sack in Super Bowl uh, 31, the only championship he's won on any level. He would retire following the 98 season, uh, but uh, so that should probably read the 78 season, maybe? 18. Anyways, uh, I'm sure that date's wrong, uh, but would return for the 2000 Carolina Panthers. Uh, no, Reggie White, I'm thinking this is someone else I'm reading. Huh. Um, so anyways, I, my brain was on uh, JYD. I'm going, okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, this isn't making sense. Uh, anyways, at the uh, time of his retirement, he had more sacks than anyone in NFL history. Uh, White was a member of the Lawrence Taylor's All-Pro Entourage during WrestleMania uh, 11 against Bam Bam Bigelow. At Slamboree 97, White had his only professional wrestling match, a loss to fellow NFL alumni Steve McMichael. And I'm sure it was a big old dumpster fire. Uh, and he was only 43. December 20th, uh, 24 years ago today, the Eliminators, John Kronos and Perry Saturn, defeated the Gangstas, New Jack and Mustafa, to win the ECW World Tag Team Championships. 
21 years ago today on Nitro, Brad Hart vacates, then wins the WCW World Heavyweight uh, Championship by defeating Goldberg. The match stems from a Montreal Screwjob-esque ending the previous night at Starcade. Post-match, the new United States champion, Jeff Jarrett, who defeated Benoit in a ladder match to win the title earlier in the show. Uh, attacked Roddy Piper, then spray-painted the familiar letters NWA, uh, bleh, NWO on Goldberg's back. Man, that'd be embarrassing if they did that. One of them went N-W-A-O. Oops. Actually, you know what? They should have Ric Flair do that done that once. That would have been kind of funny. Anyway, 17 years ago today, WWE presented its first uh, ever Tribute to the Troops special, originally called Christmas in Iraq. Kind of sounds a little... That, that kind of sounds like a Hallmark special. Uh, it was a special edition of SmackDown from Camp Victory in Baghdad. Tori Wilson defeated Dom Marie and Sable in a Santa's Little Helper outfit contest. Yeah, I hated those freaking matches. Uh, John Zena defeated the Big Show, though I'm sure that was better than John Zena defeating the Big Show. Uh, 11 years ago today, TNA presented Final Revolution, uh, 2009. Terror defeated ODB to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Uh, Ab Abdul, Brashear, Big Rob, Kevin Nash, and Samoa Joe each won a Feaster Fried case, but then they trade them around, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Brashear's case had the pink slip. Uh, despite Bashir actually signing a new deal recently with TNA at that time, Bashir asked for and was granted his release after Leonard Jeff Jarrett stepped down from running the company. Uh, we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Scott Steiner in a last man standing match. Uh, Abyss and McFoley defeated Dr. Stevie and Raven in a Foley's House of Fun tag team match. Uh, and Kurt Angle defeated Desmond Wolf two to one in a three uh, degrees of pain match. Desmond Wolf uh, um, won a pinfall match, but Angle defeated Wolf in a uh, in both a submissions match and a steel cage match for the win. All right on to December twenty first. 11 years ago today, TNA taped uh, New Year's Eve, uh, bleh, New Year's Knockout Eve. The one-night tournament was part of the a double episode of Impact on New Year's Eve. The tournament's winner would challenge for the TNA Knockouts Championship on the January 4th edition of Impact. Since the show did air on New Year's Eve, it's the lowest-rated show of the year, doing just a .7 rating. Uh, the next impact airing January 4th would be the most watched in company history, doing a 1.45. In the, yeah, I know. After you, I see all the numbers that Raw and Nitro were pulling in years ago, and then you see that, oh, okay, ha, that's nice. Uh, in a pre-show dark match, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelby and Chris Sabin, defeated the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. And in the finals, ODB defeated Hamada to earn a TNA Knockouts Championship match. Today is the 35th birthday of Christopher Gerard, best known to wrestling fans of, as Biff Busick. Uh, born in Boston and trained under Lance Storm, Mike Hollow, and Shofanaki, uh, Gerard has wrestled for ZZW, uh, becoming the world champ in May of 2014. 
made his pro debut for ZZW in October 2012. He gained national exposure in April 2014 uh, by making it to the finals of the promotion's best of the best 13 tournament. Uh, Bozik uh, also appeared for Evolve in 2013 and 14. He would also spend a year at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, recently, uh, oh man, uh, Bozik <laughs> joined WWE on de developmental deal in September of uh, 2015. He made his NXA, NXT debut at a house show on October 30th in the Halloween Battle Royal. Currently, he is signed to WWE, where he performs on the NXT brand uh, under the name Ring Oni. Am I saying that right, Oni? Oni Larkin. He's All currently right. the uh, tag team champions and uh, was uh, with Danny Birch. And uh, they were doing the uh, war games with uh, Pete oh. Dunne and um, uh, uh, Pat McAfee against the oh, Undisputed okay. Era. Cool. All right, on to December 22nd. Uh, 23 years ago today, WCW presented NWO Monday Nitro. Uh, this was a three-hour show, which was split into two shows, as the test to see if NWO could hold the second and third hour on their own uh, because Thunder was about to start soon. Uh, the switch from WCW Nitros to NWO Nitro set took a half hour, and the ratings dropped. Uh, the episode ends with Hollywood Hogan getting a severed head of himself as a Christmas present. It was actually kind of funny. It was awesome. Yes, it was bad, but you know what? That takes, you know, you, 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 it looked like Hogan's head. It was pretty well done. Uh, there was just some, you know, some funny stuff. That they do sometimes. It was so cartoony. Ah, bless yeah, it was them. actually really good. And Hogan's reaction for that was oh yeah. Uh, I believe that was leading into uh, a episode, or uh, should I say, leading into uh, Starcade potentially. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. All right. 20 years ago today, at a Raw is War taping, Raven defeated Steve Blackman in Hardcore Holly in a triple threat match to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. Uh, 12 years ago today, NBC cancels the rebooted American Gladiators. Uh, hosted by Hulk Hogan and uh, Lalia uh, Ali, it ran for two seasons and featured former Million Dollar Tough Enough contestant Justin Smith and former WWE and then current TNA wrestler Matt Morgan as gladiators. 12 years ago today at a SmackDown taping in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Maurice defeated Michelle McCool to win the WWE Divas Championship. Maria was the special referee. Seven years ago today, Jeff Jarrett announces via Twitter that he has resigned from the company. The four-time WCW World Champion was a founding partner in TNA Wrestling in 2002 alongside his father, Jerry. A longtime promoter, Jeff Jarrett became a minority owner in early 2003 when he sold the majority share of the company to Panda Energy for $250,000 or quarter of a million. 
Jarrett's biggest in-ring success came in the promotion's early years when he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship six times in the first four years, holding it for a total of 1,006 days. Gotta love it when the boss uh, holds the belt. Oh, yeah. But one of Russo's friends that uh, got uh, special treatment when Russo took over the creative for uh, WCW as well. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, even though Jarrett, to me, was never a headliner for uh, WWE, um, barely for WCW, but for TNA, that, that was more... To me, Jeff Jarrett isn't big enough to fill up, say, a dome, but he's sure big enough to fill up, you know, a TNA arena or something like that. I I, I think that was his best home uh, um, for me to see him. Yes, he was a great wrestler and um, as an IC champion, fantastic, but uh, not yeah. as a main eventer. I just, no, sorry. I, um, I, I agree. I definitely liked him as the uh, mid card. Uh, he had great matches with Razor Ramon and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, definitely a good spot for him. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's a footnote in a way with the. Uh, Good housekeeping match that he had with uh, China. They held that mm. uh, man up for uh, money on, and then uh, it, because of all that, when WCW went down, Jeff Jarrett was one of those guys that Vince mentioned on Raw a couple times, saying uh, Jeff Jarrett's fired. He won't be <laughs> uh, hired by WWE. Uh, so it was surprising, in a way, that you know things came full circle. And Jared is in the WD Hall of Fame. I I think that's because of Jared's family and the fact that he carried on his family's legacy. Because, uh, you know, the Jarrett's are a big part of wrestling history, that whole family. And I think that Vince McMahon does, in fact, respect that. Yeah. Jeff, Jer uh, Jerry Jarrett uh, obviously was uh, partners with... Uh, Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis, but he was also brought into uh, WD in uh, 93, 94 ish, uh, almost as a way of, uh, they said on something to wrestle that if Vince had gone down for uh, that steroid trial, Jerry Jarrett was going to be in place to help keep uh, WD oh. going. Yeah. But then Vince didn't uh, get charged and, uh, basically beat the uh, uh, charges that were against him, and uh, Jarrett wasn't needed any longer. Oh, poor Jarrett. His life could have been so much different. Six years ago, uh, WWE presented It's a Raw Christmas, uh, and Natalia defeated Brie Bella, Los Manadores, Diego and Fernando, uh, and El Torito defeated Goldust and Stardust. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Dean Ambrose in a miracle on 34th Street fight. Uh, December 23rd, 21 years ago today at an ECW taping, Mike Awesome defeated Masato Tanaka to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 20 years ago today, the original ECW held their final event ever at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The event Holiday Hell came just two weeks before ECW shutdown. 
We saw Chili Willie and the Blue Boy fought to a no contest. Balls Mahoney defeated Belvis Wesley. Love the names. EC Money uh, defeated Amber Nova uh, via TKO. The referee stopped the match when Nova was bleeding from the ear. And Steve Carino defeated the, the Sandman, just incredible, in a three-way dance match to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Near the end of the match, fans threw chairs into the ring uh, to the rental company's delight. Oh, they love it when you do that. Oh, I'm telling you, if you ever put on a wrestling show, if you're going to rent chairs, make sure they're not the, the, the best chairs uh, that the company has. Because they'll freaking hate you, so just and 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 you won't have to worry if they get dinged up a bit. Yeah, it's just a tip for people out there, uh, either looking to do a show or if you got a chill rental company, don't rent out your best stuff to wrestling shows, unless Ooh. it's unless it's ringside seats and it's you know two three hundred bucks a chair. Then hey, then you can replace them. That's right. Um, so 14 years ago today, Ring of Honor presented ooh, Final Battle 2006. Jimmy Rafe defeated Christopher Daniels, Davey Richards, and El Generico in a four-corner survival match. Jimmy Rafe defeated uh, Nigel McGuinness. Homicide defeated Brian Danielson to win the ROH World Championship. 11 years ago, THQ and WWE announced they have signed a new eight-year agreement to develop and publish WWE video games effective January 1st. This comes just a day after a long-standing lawsuit between THQ, WWE, and Jack Pacific was settled out of court. Ten years ago, Brian Silvestri, a.k.a. Cabal, uh, Log or Loki uh, was released from WWE just six months after making his television uh, debut for the company because they had nothing for him. And Sylvestri asked for his release, and it was granted. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a kind of uh, interesting one on uh, that end. Uh, Loki was known all over the place, basically uh, one of the original internet darlings of uh, wrestling at the time, and... Uh, just like Dana Bryanson, uh, or Brian Danielson, should I say, uh, he was brought in uh, on NXT in the competition thing, and everybody knew he was much better than uh, being on NXT, but Dana Bryan ended up overcoming that and becoming a success. But I think Loki's ego was too much for him to be able to have a new name for starters and also being put with two women as his coaches. Meanwhile, he had more experience than both of them combined and he wasn't willing to at least try and uh, overcome that and break out and his attitude got the best of him. And that's why you'll never see uh, somebody like Loki back in the WWE ring. I would be very surprised if they ever uh, bring him back. I know they say never say never, but he's one of those guys, I don't see it happening. All right. Uh, where am I? There I am. We've You're got right. uh, nine years ago, we got ROH presented Final Battle of 2011. Um, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Jimmy Rave. 
Uh, Kevin Steen defeated Steve Carino in a no DQ match. Jimmy Jacobs was the special referee. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, defeated wrestling's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin, to win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. And it's a happy 54th birthday to Kenji Muda, a.k.a. the legendary Great Muda. Uh, the former Master Sergeant in the Japanese military is one of three men to hold the NWA, All Japan, and IWGP Heavyweight Championships. Muda is a also a five-time AJW uh, tag team champion or AJPW tag team champion and a six-time IWGP tag team champion. The winner of WCW's Battle Bowl in '92 and the G1 Climax uh, in 1995. He's often credited as being one of the first Japanese wrestlers to achieve a significant fan base in the U.S and birth the Muda scale. Uh, following a match against a Hiroshi Haas, considered by many to be the bloodiest in wrestling history. Muda is one of the most honored wrestlers in history, winning Tokyo Sports Magazine's Wrestler of the Year Award four times. On February 19, 2020, Muda made an appearance at the Tiger Hiroshi uh, Retirement show appearing alongside fellow NJPW alumni Riki Kushu, uh, the Greek Kabuki, and Hiroshi Haas. Muda has been married since 92 to Hesse Ashida. Ashida. Uh, the couple have two children. And finally, to the December 4th, which is Christmas 24th. Eve. Yes, 24th. What did I say? 4th? 4th. Ah. Oh, well. So, December 24th, a sad event in the uh, history of wrestling in the Montreal Territory occurred 32 years ago today. Uh, wrestlers Pierre Mad Dog Lefebvre and Tarzan the Boot Tyler, um, as well as referee Adrian Dubois, uh, died in a car accident on Christmas Eve in Laurentian Park. Uh, yeah, it looks like they were driving a gremlin. Yeah, was that what it was? It looks like a gremlin or, uh, I don't know, the front oh, end okay. got really mangled. Yeah, yeah that uh, might be, hey, so those that are watching, uh, let us know what type of car you think that is. All right, uh, I just got to switch my screen back. There we go. Pierre Mad Dog Lefebvre um, was born February 12th, 1955, was a French-Canadian professional wrestler. Um, his career started at age 17 in 72 in Montreal. He got into wrestling with his childhood friend Raymond Rougeau, uh, which hopefully you all know who that is. Uh, if you don't, Raymond Rougeau is one half of the Rougeau brothers, WWF days, uh, yada, yada, yada. And I believe he also became their commentator for many years on uh, for the French. In 73, he quit wrestling and became a welder for two years. Uh, going back to Pierre Lefebvre. Uh, in 1975, he returned to wrestling. Uh, by 76, Raymond Rougeau was in Atlanta working for Jim Barnett, and he would correspond with Lefebvre. Lefebvre would um, wrestle in Atlanta for GCW, Georgia Championship Wrestling, until 79. In 1980, uh, he would then return to Montreal for uh, Voroshkik uh, International Wrestling. 
he became very successful winning the international heavyweight title. He won the Canadian international tag team uh, titles seven times with uh, Michel Dubois, uh, Pat Patterson, Billy Robinson, and Frenchie Martin. That's right, Frenchie Martin actually wrestled, folks. He wasn't just a weird-looking manager, dude. Um, he feuded with the likes of the Rougeos, Gino Brito, Ta Tony Percelli, or per sorry, uh, Percy, and Dino Bravo. He then went to Japan in 84. After that, he started appearing for the World Wrestling Federation. He wrestled Akira Mita for the WWF International Heavyweight Championship in a tournament final, uh, which he did lose. He made most of his appearances at WWF house shows uh, that were in Canada in 85, in the, sorry, in 1985. He was called Mad Dog because of his look to Mad Dog Vachon. Going on to another victim of that uh, car crash, uh, Camille Torville uh, was born December 4th, 1927, and, um, well, he submitted uh, to life on December 24th, 1985. He was a Canadian professional wrestler and manager, best known by his ring name, Tarzan Tyler. Uh, Tarzan Tyler began, began competing in the U.S. during the 60s after having spent nearly 10 years wrestling in Canada. His greatest success came as a tag team competitor as he and Crazy Luke Graham defeated the team of Dick the Bruiser and the Sheik in 71 to become the first WWF World Tag Team Champions. And uh, we got some little Santa bits uh, from wrestling I was looking at. Sure. And then we're all... And then we're all done. Um, uh, from uh, 1997, uh, Santa dressed Steve Lombardi, as known as the Brooklyn Brawler, wanted Sable on his lap for Christmas, uh, but he got Stone Cold Steve Austin instead. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I uh, pretty sure that was on a Monday Night Raw or something. Uh, right. Got a nice little stunner exchange. And then uh, we had. Um, from the Christmas 1993 edition of WCW Saturday Night, Shockmaster Claus tells the kids of the night before Christmas. Uh, I do actually remember that only because uh, I think I seen it on the uh, internet uh, not too long ago on YouTube. So I, d I do remember that. I, You know, uh, Shockmaster was actually around a lot longer than I thought. Um, yeah, after falling through the wall, they made him yeah. into a clumsy construction worker. Uh, good old uh, tugboat, uh, Fred Ottman. And then, uh, well, you also missed uh, Santa's evil brother from the South Pole. Yes. Santa Claus. Who was Santa Claus. Brought to WD or WDF at um, In Your House number five, Seasons uh, Beatings, I think it was. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, and that was wasn't that DiBiase? Wasn't that DiBiase that brought him in? DiBiase brought him in, and uh, he ended up becoming Balls Mahoney later oh, on. Okay. But okay. Unfortunately, he didn't last long in WWE, um, as was told uh, just recently on just something to wrestle as well. Uh, that he thought he deserved um, a little more than what he had, and he even uh, tried uh, to get money out of uh, George the Animal Steel or something like that. Um, there was some sort of confrontation between him and uh, Steele, I believe, at a bar, and others were there. And uh, 
there was also, I think, something involving Vince Russo, and he ended up yelling at Vince McMahon instead. So Vince is just like, yeah, wrong Vince. Thanks for coming. You're out of here. And I guess it's a good thing because we got to see Balls Mahoney, and he was forgiven because Balls Mahoney was brought into the reboot of ECW when WWE uh, did it, I believe in 2005 or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you make the wrong mistake, but I don't think Santa Claus was going to no. be long for uh, WWE anyways. I think I think a character like that, Santa Claus, they could have made a seasonal character. Oh, yeah. Um, so... The yeah. last thing, uh, and the last thing here is, everyone check this out. Um, I'll, I'll probably put it up on um, my personal one on Christmas. Uh, this is a YouTube link. Uh, it, it's pretty funny. It's, uh, it the original ECW. Someone blended together highlights of the '94 uh, to Bob Seger's cover of the Limer, uh, Little Drummer Boy. Actually, I think it was ECW that uh, released this, but. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, they show the little drummer uh, by Bob Seger, but it's all ECW highlights. It's actually quite funny. Um, you want to put something, something sure. funny? Yeah, if something funny on your Facebook for Christmas time, uh, that's what I'm putting on mine, I do believe. Excellent. Well, once again, thank you for taking us down memory lane. This is the uh, pilot episode of uh, This Week in History presented by Scumbags Wrestling. And, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, evolve this show, as uh, we said at the start. Uh, you're going to be able to catch this definitely on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook, plus, well, on your favorite uh, iPod uh, or podcast uh, outlets, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, it's going to be out there. And uh, definitely appreciate everybody uh, being a part of this. Uh, if you got some feedback or memories or want to be a part of the show, let us know. Send us a message. Running down the bottom of the screen is how to get in touch with us. Uh, Facebook, Scumbags Wrestling. Uh, Twitter, at Scumbags Canada. Instagram, uh, Scumbags Wrestling. And, of course, email us at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Uh, this is our little uh, bonus treat for everybody on Christmas Eve. So wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week. So thank you, Chris. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. I'm going to go back to reading my, uh, my book. Very nice.